0: Hey, what's going on, Clipper compadres? It's me, William the Opinion Update.
1: And I am positive, Chuck Mock. (laughs) And we
0: are Locked On Clippers, part of the Locked On NBA Network. Hell yeah. We stay bringing you Clippers news five days a week. Yes. Uh, And today, it's a great day, Twitter Tuesday.
1: Always a good time.
0: Thank you to everybody who sent in some questions ahead of time. If you ever want a chance to get your question featured on the show, go ahead and shoot that over at Lock on Clips. Uh, somebody actually hit me up this week, at Will Uptag. Go ahead, at Charles Moffler. You, know where you had
1: to open Twitter during the week. That's tough. I know,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, so thanks to everybody once again who sent those in. Some great stuff there. Uh, talking more coaching, kind of talking some free agency. Uh, talking about the team in general. And then, with the ripe... 57th pick
1: Ooh, there's been some notable <laughs> picks that we will talk about from 57. in the
0: 2020 nba draft uh we're gonna be breaking down some possible clippers prospects uh this might be something that's sort of evolving as we look at this because drafting 57 it's essentially wide open yeah to be like uh, so we're gonna dig into that a little bit and then we got some shavings there's some some rumblings some chatter yeah
1: some clamoring evidently <laughs> uh
0: so all that and more coming up right about now
1: you are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, yeah, so welcome to Twitter Tuesdays. Again, thank you for all these fantastic questions. Uh, we had a lot of coach questions today and a lot of player additions, so let's just get right into it. Um, great question from Davey Neuerbauer, who asked a few, but we could only pick one. Sorry about that, Davey. He said, any word on Clippers officially introducing Ty Lu no.
0: No, uh, I haven't gotten an email or anything about it yet.
1: Yeah, not sure when they'll do it. It is kind of an interesting situation because we know Doc has already been. Yeah. There's been the official tweet and everything. But the Clippers kind of do this, right? Like there's always kind of this like lull after we like announcing kind of Lou and or not Lou, sorry, PG and Kawhi even was kind of this weird like, when is the official account going to announce it? Like definitely,
0: definitely. And I mean, they might also be waiting because... Covid, yeah, because Covid, and you know, they don't want to outshine the Dodgers, which you know, that's a very they're good very, point. Actually, they're very worried about, and maybe they're
1: waiting to get all the free agent stuff done, so we have the whole team, you know, and then I, it's like, hey, this is who we got. This is I, who we're running with.
0: Yeah, I think that makes sense. I I think they're also going to wait until, uh, you know, the assistant coaching staff is fully finalized. Oh yeah, um, because you know, we we are pretty sure, um, what that's going to look like, but. I still think there's probably some questions to be answered about you know what's going to happen with Rex and and obviously Sam Cassell yeah um who you know more likely than not will not be part of the team next year.
1: One of so, them, yeah, I think we might be able to hold on to one of them.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll I mean, we'll see. see. But you know, look at the co- switch
1: it's... from Doc to Lou, and then he, you know, his coaches and who's Lou's bringing in. It's like,
0: yeah, yeah it's a new coach. Um, yeah, we had a uh, actually a really great interview with Evan from Locked On Cavs. Go check that out. Yesterday. It's our last
1: episode. Yeah, it was great.
0: Yeah, if you haven't uh, listened to it yet, but he said he wouldn't be surprised if uh, you know we saw a couple more Cavs uh, former staffers kind of kicking around on the Clippers yeah. thing, uh, which you know, hey, they made so many straight finals. Who who uh, sounds good?
1: I'm not mad at that. Also, uh, Tallis Hill asks people focus on how Lou teams play offensively, but what about defense? Which is a great question. Um, basically, it seems pretty malleable. Like, it seems like Lou is a pretty firm believer in kind of the we're going to try and let your worst player make shots to beat us. Definitely. Philosophy.
0: Definitely. And I mean, you know, they did ha- they did hold one of the best offenses to, what, 89 points? At home. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, I think it definitely changes with the team and the personnel. Obviously, um, I mean, they just hammered the glass with those Cavs teams. Yeah, they found the biggest exploitable thing against the Warriors, um, and that kind of style of play where you know you de-emphasize offensive rebounds to like get back on defense. Uh, so I I think that it's gonna depend um, on what our starting lineup looks like, looks. Yeah, like. what I, he
1: can get like that's what I love about it. Right? Is yes. that it's like it's going to depend. Yes. Um, yeah.
0: I know he's like, and there has been a lot of criticism of him for the aggressive trapping and pick and rolls in the regular season, specifically
1: um, 2018, because they were like the four seed.
0: Yeah, and didn't I mean they had like a terrible. They got
1: worked back. a couple times. Yeah, like their defense was bad. Yeah, and then it was when Lou was like, "We have a secret defense for the playoffs," and everyone was like, "Do you?" And then it turns out that the defense they've been working on all year was specifically to go against the Warriors. Yeah, and you know, um, it worked once, which is good. But like, he's gonna not—he's not going to avoid taking risks on figuring out the defense, which might be frustrating for fans. Definitely, I'm gonna be frustrated by it. Mm-hmm. I for sure—I already know that. Um, but like, there was a quote that I read that was, "If the cost of being in sync when it counts is perfecting it over the course of the entire season, you pay that price." And I think that's what we're in for with the defense from Lou. We're assuming everyone's gonna be more healthy than this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're gonna see a bunch of weird stuff. I think.
0: Yeah, and, well, here's the thing, right? Um, We're coming from a situation in which, let's be honest, were changes ever really made to the scheme unless someone was injured? Yeah, no. We had
1: Reggie Jackson on Luka Doncic for a game-losing shot. Like...
0: Yeah. Um, So, I I think that it's definitely something that's necessary. And, well, yeah, I acknowledge what you're saying. Like, I'll probably be frustrated at times (laughs) watching it. And I mean, it's not fun to lose to teams that you shouldn't lose to in the regular season. But, hey, man, if... The thing is if they can get everybody on the same page and really refine this process, I mean, isn't like that's just what we need. So And we're
1: playing against our biggest competition. You know, the the Cavs biggest competition was the Warriors, who they never really saw. We're in the same conference as our biggest competition. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Like we're in the same division as our biggest competition. Yeah. Um and with how guard heavy everything is in the West, especially like yeah, there's gonna be some weird pick and roll defense, but I'm excited to see different things tried. I think people are underestimating how refreshing it's gonna to be to see act, you know, a lot more different things drilled down.
0: Agreed. And I mean I don't think it'll just be fun from the fan perspective. I think that's like what keeps players engaged. Yeah, uh, for sure. I think you know, just not you can't just rely on the same old things because guys will check out. Um <laughs> yeah. and and you know, like I have blamed this a lot on players like post Lob City. Uh, like some of the, you know, the disengagements from, you know, like DeAndre Jordan, certainly uh, Trez like in the playoffs this year. And, you know, like it it's difficult for me now to parse apart whether that's fully on the player or like sometimes two way street. Yeah. Sometimes maybe they weren't getting, you know, the motivation or the engagement that they needed from a higher level.
1: Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Um, Rudy Zavala. Shout out Raz 49ers. Hope you're doing well, Rudy. Rudy. Yeah. Um,
0: with a new coaching staff that's willing to work with younger players do we think that we might see amir coffee get minutes in the rotation
1: i mean i don't know depending on what the guards said, you know all there's these trade ideas we're gonna get a new point guard blah 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 we don't really know what's gonna happen i could maybe see it like here's my thing. why not the dude has energy yeah definitely and is a fan favorite
0: and is a fan favorite um I think almost anything is on the table. Uh, yeah. You know, I you know, I do legitimately think that he's going to want to take a look at guys and kind of, you know, kick the tires. See, he hasn't really been through the whole... I mean, this past season, he was closer to the process. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but we also don't even know how much input was even taken from him. A hundred percent. On the process. And
0: how much he was kind of more there to observe. Yeah. So, I, you know, I don't really know. I do think that... There is some sort of interesting questions at the guard position, yeah um and I don't know that Amir coffee is that answer.
1: I don't think he's the the final answer, but I think he's a piece of something fun.
0: yeah I mean yeah, and especially during the regular season uh, i I don't see his play I thought was really solid in the bubble so I don't see why maybe he wouldn't get some minutes.
1: Here's a question that just popped into my head. What do you got? Is Ty Lue the Clippers head coach if he doesn't spend the this last season with Doc?
0: Um, I would still think he would be heavily considered. Because you assume uh, he's not coaching. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, what we were told was that he wanted to kind of take a break from coaching. Yeah. Um, After the cast. Great stuff dropped. from Evan on that stuff. And then, you know, he was kind of uh, hounded by Doc to get back <laughs> on the court uh, which thank you doc for that
1: yeah i can see i can see it both ways keep but yeah. a champion on the court <laughs> yeah keep first, a champion on the court
0: yeah um so i i think that it definitely helps but i think if he was interested in the position uh when this search started i think
1: definitely but that's an interesting thing to think about
0: no i like what There's you're saying no too. familiarity I, yeah i like what you're saying too though because like does it also make it easier to fire Doc if you've had this guy on it your 1, bench? thousand percent the whole make, time. It a
1: thousand percent makes it easier. Right? It makes like, it so much easier.
0: Like a little I feel like, it, <laughs> I mean, it helps in that way that, like, you're like, well, we can trust in this other guy who is a championship coach. Was well, this who is a
1: 4D was, chess move by Balmer to be like, let's bring Ball, let's you know, bring Tyloo and let's see how it goes? You can get to learn the system for a year. And yeah. Then, yeah. We'll see what, that see what happens. needs to get fixed. It's <laughs> spicy. Um,. Clippers champs 2021 uh, with the final coach question, and then honestly, we're gonna have to take these player questions in the segment too, which is no problem. Um, Clip, Clippers champs 2021 with the final coach question: Are you confident with Ty Lue as coach next year? William, the opinion update: Are you confident?
0: You know, after talking to Evan from Locked On Cavs,
1: uh, which once again, if you haven't listened to that interview, please check it, it out. It was it was blew my mind. I knew I learned so much more about how Ty Lue is gonna coach his team.
0: Um, also, I know. listen to Locked On Cavs. I have a lot of confidence. Um, I do think that this is a different roster from what he's had to work with before. Yeah. But I think that it is top to bottom, maybe a little bit more complete of a roster um, in certain yeah, regards.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah.
0: In certain regards. For so sure. I, I'm, I'm really excited to see kind of how he can work with this. And I think that, you know, I just think that it's the... I, I just do think that it, it's the right move. I think that we got the best available head coach. And if we weren't gonna give Doc another year, I I gotta be I, I gotta be frank, I don't see a better coaching option out there that isn't, in my mind at least, a little bit of a step down.
1: It's a little bit more of a gamble or a step down. Yeah, I'm confident, like I'm excited to see the adjustments. I know Evan did say there's kind of these days where they don't practice, they do like team hangs or whatever. For a team with shit chemistry. Which, also for one of
0: the oldest teams in the league... We need it. Uh, I think that's fine,
1: man. Yeah. No, I'm all for it. I'm confident. I'm, I'll am i tell you, I don't think there's anyone who can say they're less confident with Ty Lu than they were with Doc Rivers.
0: Also, one last thing on the no coaching thing. Yeah. Um, or the no practice thing. Yeah, Sorry, like, not no coaching. Uh, this is the team uh, that, you know, previously, it was guys wanting to get in on runs together. Yeah, and you know maybe we can get back to that without
1: for sure you know, with kind
0: of a different practice schedule, and that's I mean that's what you want, right? Like that's what I would prefer, like a bunch of guys, going like just having some runs, yeah, instead of getting uh, used
1: to each other, yeah. understanding what they're trying to do, yeah. It's gonna be a good time. Um, coming up, we're gonna be answering your questions about players, but first, Will Auto Parts, all the kids. They're talking auto parts, they're talking memes, they're talking auto parts again. What is the issue with these? Uh, so
0: the thing about auto parts is they can be extremely hard to find.
1: Yeah, I don't know where, I, I know they're in cars, but where can I buy them just by themselves? Well, you can't just take them
0: out of any car. Oh. Uh, you, have, you have to buy them from a legit place. And the most legit place that I've found is rockauto.com. Nice. I trust them because they're a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Mm. Uh, their their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. You can choose the, the brands, the specifications, even the prices you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And they're actually the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Nice. Which I like. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or your truck or your van, or your submarine, right (laughs) locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com
1: Thank you very much, RockAuto. RockAuto. Now we're going to be answering a couple player questions, along with diving into some draft stuff. Um, At Philly Cheese wonders, do you think the Clippers shift Kawhi and PG down positions and bring up Shamit to play the two? I know you are a huge proponent of this.
0: So uh, I'm a proponent of this. Not knowing what this team looks like in free agency, if we don't retain yeah. Marcus Morris, I think it makes a lot of sense to shift these two guys down, put Shamit in there. Um, you know, but th- this looks different depending on the moves that we make in free agency. If For we sure. end up adding another point guard. I think it makes more sense to have a true point with Patrick Beverly next to him and then also shift the guys oh, down. Oh, um, okay. Obviously, you know, like I said at the top, if we don't retain Morris, I think it makes sense to have Landry in the starting lineup and shift everybody down. Keep
1: Michael on the bench. I'm assuming we're keeping Jermichael in this scenario.
0: Yes, we're keeping yeah. Jamichael. But yeah, we, we have can't to. lose both. We have to keep We cannot yeah. lose both. <laughs> 100%. Um, we cannot lose both or I'm hitting the panic button. Um, <laughs> So I I think that it's interesting. I, I think that um, I'm curious to see what how Ty Lue kind of involves Shaman because his role got really weird last year, and, and some of that was definitely due to the injuries um, and and you know just missing some time. But I just don't feel like we had that ironed out. And when we did thrust Landry into the starting lineup, um, you know a few times it was like as the point, which is. Yeah, a, a fill-in point guard is is not what you lo- use Landry Shamit for in a starting lineup.
1: He's going to gonna be actually developed. Yeah, now, which yeah. is great because he was developed for one season, his rookie year, when we had him for not the whole season, and then. That went out the window because Definitely. of injuries and stuff. Now he's actually going to be developed. So yeah, yes, he's going
0: to be developed, but still, like I don't think using him as a one is like the right move. I think putting him next to a facilitator, yeah, um, or if you're just going to leave the facilitation to Kawhi for stretches of the game, hopefully not the whole thing again. For sure, um, I think that that can work. Uh, I do think that it's interesting. I like the space, but we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm curious to see how tyloo is going to tinker with this offense i mean he's a big proponent of you know motion and uh five out lineups which we've been clamoring for please all season. so <laughs> I, I think that, that would be great um and i do think that landry to me is a great piece for motion and initiating that yes um but we'll see how it looks
1: i hope we do because Shamit needs to be developed um at LGBT uh, Baller wonders is PG13 a good enough shooter to come off pin downs for catch and shoots? Yes, a thousand times yes, he is. Yeah, he is a career 38% three point shooter. He shot 41% this last season, 38 the season before on 10 attempts a game, 40% the season before that. He's a good enough shooter. He's a good enough basketball player. It's something that Shane Young talked about. We're gonna see. PG doing this more and he's going to be lighting it up.
0: And here's another thing. Uh, I think these guys who already have a great shooting stroke, I think when you're coming off of motion and like you're getting the ball and you don't have time in a catch and shoot to overthink it. Yeah. I honestly think it's a little bit better.
1: And it also part of this kind of depends on the passer too, right? Like yes. we're hoping that yes. the passes are in the right spot, which I have to assume they will be, but no, I have no, there's no doubt in my mind that PG can do this at all. An absurd rate. You got it, buddy. <laughs> um Finn Bain asks, Is there a better move, more realistic option for our backup uh than Aaron Baines? And could he and Plez trade get he and Trez play together? I'm gonna take the last part of this question first. Uh Trez, no. Trez should never play with another big on the floor. I, right? I agree. If, like a I, real big.
0: So I like what I like I like. Even what, in
1: a five out lineup, Trez has no reason being out there.
0: I like what you're proposing here in that, you know, this is the only scenario in which it would maybe make sense with Baines, you know, spacing the floor and and Trez playing kind of more traditional five role offensively. Yeah. Um, But I'm with you, man. I... I, It would hurt my eyes. I don't think that Trez is best used with another big on the floor, despite his liabilities as a quote unquote big. Remember when Um, people wanted
1: Zoo and Trez to play together, and then we did it for like a couple minutes, and it was the worst looking thing in the entire world? Look, man,
0: I posed that as a what if at one point (laughs) for, for two games uh the season before last and you know what i was wrong and it was rough and it was weird
1: yeah and part of that is Doc, but part of it's like these are two players who occupy the exact same space for the most part for the majority of the time it's it's like just doesn't work it's like the
0: log jam we would run into at times with deandre jordan and blake griffin yeah you have two guys who are like trying to overlap to do the same thing and it's just it's just too crowded
1: it's just not gonna work uh offensively so (laughs) i I would love aaron baines on this team though
0: I like the idea of Aaron Baines quite a bit. I do think if we end up losing Trez, Baines is not my first choice just due to some of the injury concerns. That's fair. Um and I don't know that we're gonna be able to get him at the greatest price. I mean he's at like he's around he's the around the five range this year.
1: I'm pretty yeah. I wonder
0: if Phoenix, you know, does him a solid, maybe bumps that up another mil. I even think that six is maybe too much for us to pay for a a, a backup center. Interesting. Uh, in, unless Trez is fully gone. Yeah, if we, have, we
1: don't have Trez, we get Aaron Baines for six. I would be jacked on that. And we have
0: another distributing point at least on the bench.
1: That's a good call. Yeah, there's a couple other pieces that got to get filled in around that.
0: But some other guys that I'm interested in that yep. are up this year. Nerlens Noel is probably my, my number one
1: pick. I'm a Noel head. The guy loves hot dogs, um, which I, you know, if everyone knows me, he knows I love hot dogs. Chuck uh, Mockler,
0: fueled by hot dogs.
1: <laughs> yeah, the guy got one during a game got reamed out for it which is fair but he's good but uh you know i mean
0: he fits in great in ok city uh, or okc but he um you know he can opt out this year he's an unrestricted free agent um he doesn't even someone... have to opt out he's out yeah uh,
1: <laughs> he's like i'd like to opt out they're like yeah
0: <laughs> but he's uh you know he, he's had some injury things as well but he's super athletic he's young uh, and he's actually a decent passer. He's averaged over two assists before in different oh, wow. points of his career. Okay, so I think that like coming off the bench, that's like to me kind of a perfect fit. Um, I would so love I th- that. I like him. You and I have been longtime Willie Colley Stein fans. Uh, yeah. Now I'm like I don't know how it worked. Like now I'm a little bit worried about some of the locker room stuff. I I yeah, think I'd put the, Baines
1: over Colley Stein a thousand a thousand percent.
0: Yeah, I, and I think that. Uh, you know, just the way that he left uh, Sacramento wasn't great. Obviously, even though he was kind of a perfect fit for Golden State, in my mind. Yeah. Um, they dealt him. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Javel
1: McGee played a lot better for Golden State than Willie Colley Stein. Which makes, McGee, no but, like, yeah, like, makes no sense. Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah.
0: And then, obviously, they dealt him to Dallas. He's not needed in Dallas. Uh, once they get Powell back, they have a... They they have a gluttony of is yeah. gluttony a word? They have a gluttony. I of think bags. that's fair.
1: Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I I think it'd be interesting. I would be super now for Nerlens Null. Um, Nick Jacobs asked the question, and then we're going to talk about draft stuff after this quick break. What are the chances we trade for CP3? says, so do you think we have the assets to get it done? Um, I think the chances are pretty low, Sp- strictly for the fact that his contract hamstrings you. To only signing one of Kawhi or PG for the most part after this season, right?
0: Yeah, I don't know how you can. I don't know how you could take all three of them because they have the, the like the super superstar max, which I believe yeah. is thirty percent of the cap. Yeah. Um. So three guys, ninety percent of the cap. I don't really know how you work the rest out. And
1: Chris Paul's making an average of forty million dollars a year. And that's
0: where Kawhi and, well. They might be a little bit lower with the cap going down, but they'll be around that.
1: um, He's making 41 next year and 44 the year after that, which is a player option, so he might not opt into it, but there's no way he's not opting into it. I think for the, like, play-wise, yeah, the team would be great with Chris Paul. We definitely have to give up probably Bev, Sham. You know, we're trading to the Thunder, right? Like, they're not, they're rebuilding. They're not going to take... Tim Bonkamp's had someone say trade where the Thunder ended up with Rodney Magruder and like Batum. And it's like, why would the Thunder their GM is Sam Presti? Yeah. He's not going to get dicked around on a Chris Paul trade. Absolutely. If a contender wants it. Absolutely Um, not. I think we have the assets to get it done, but I think that takes all of our assets away. You know what I mean? Like we don't have enough assets to get this done comfortably. If that makes sense. Yes. And the contracts would be a nightmare.
0: Yes. Um... Well, He's, he's too high-paid. He's too high-paid. Um, so
1: good. Not say, This is not reflective of how good he is at basketball.
0: So good. Had a great season. I mean, I'd love to have him back in the Clippers uniform.
1: Yeah. He spent
0: enough time away. He's, you know, uh, he's the prodigal son now. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> it would be interesting. <laughs> I kind of hope it doesn't happen. Um, but who knows? Coming up after this, we're getting to our draft talk. But first, got to give a shout-out to Built Go, uh, the brainchild of the geniuses at Built Bar. Uh, Built Go makes you the best you at whatever you do, uh, whether it's mental or physical. Wall, you can break through it. Usually, mine happens around 2 p.m. Um, with these easy-to-take one-and-a-half-ounce energy gel packages. Uh, put in your briefcase for the most focused presentation you've ever had in your life. That's a good time. Um, Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster energy drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. Uh, How does Built Go work so well, you ask? Well, it combines energy gel with collagen protein. Uh, This protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into the system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach for those of you with tummy issues. Built Go is loaded with good stuff. Uh, (laughs) It's got beta-abilene, B3, honey, and a kick of caffeine just a skosh. Um, Check out BuiltGo.com right now. You go to BuiltGo.com, use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 30% off your next order. One more time, use promo code LOCKED for 30% off. At builtgo.com
0: let's go hey so we're back with uh our segment three and you know you guys had such great questions we ended up you know we appreciate it It, i love a
1: a thick twitter tuesday we
0: love it so uh we're gonna kind of wrap up talking about this 57th pick
1: yeah so a couple notable players drafted at number 57 who do you got former clipper great uh marchin gortat Marcin? The Polish hammer. And Mana Ginobili drafted at number 57. Which is what wild. A steal by the Spurs. Unfortunately. That's such a Spurs move. It is. Unfortunately, I don't think uh, we're going to get a player of either of these players' calibers at 57. <laughs> it's a weird draft year this year. Yeah. With the lack of play. Everything is on the table this late in the draft. Yeah. It doesn't. I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but in terms of like draft grades. This pick does not matter unless you get a Manu Ginobili or even a Marcin Gortat. Yeah, definitely. What kind of player are you hoping to target with this
0: pick? So, I guess I'm a little torn on this. Um, I'm still available for the right type of kind of uh, project point guard. Uh, So, someone who is sort of more of a natural distributor, I can live with them. You know, maybe not lighting it up scoring wise. Yeah. Um, But yeah, if they have like if they average a natty
1: passer, as I like to call them,
0: if they average like five assists, um, I'd be willing to take a look. I still, I think too, like if you're not in the like uber athletic kind of point guard territory, I I do think that it's possible to kind of find a steal around the uh, around those kind of later drafts. Someone with just some good vision. Yeah, it's a good Um, call. So I think that's possible, and then. Seems like a lot of people are interested in another center. Um, I we just haven't really developed one well yet. So
1: I'm I'm just not really
0: sure. Uh, and they're not gonna get time playing in. time.
1: Um yeah. so yeah, I was checking out the mock drafts. Um we have one, uh Udoka Azubuki, uh seven foot tall, seven seven wingspan, two hundred and seventy five pounds, giant center. Thick. A giant guy. Yeah. Um NBA draft room said if this was nineteen ninety two, he'd be a first round pick. <laughs> But his game doesn't fit well in today's NBA. Um, he averaged 14-10 and one his senior season at Kansas. Multi-year guy, which is something you're probably you're obviously gonna see more in the second rounds, but something the Clippers kind of seem to like. And from a um, good program, you know? Yeah, from a really good program. Um, didn't really improve his points per game over his career. Like it was always kind of in the 13 to 14 range.
0: Which, I mean, I'm not scoffing at.
1: Yeah, but he upped his rebounding from four rebounds a game his freshman year to just under 11 his senior year. I like that. So, like, that's cool. But, again, you know, didn't see a lot, you know, touting his passing or anything like that, which is kind of what I'm looking for from anyone this late as someone who can facilitate. Um, Gotcha. Karim Main, uh, possibly Mane, I apologize for that, Um, 6'4", 200-pound shooting guard, plays up in Canada Okay. Uh, for the Veneer College Cheetahs up there in uh, Montreal. Not sure how many Cheetahs are native uh, to Montreal, naturally, of course. Um, he averaged 16-8-5 last season in 18 games for the Cheetahs. Um, apparently just kind of lets it fly from deep. I will say, kind of difficult to find <laughs> stats on this player. Yeah. Because he he would be the first, if he gets drafted, he would be the first player, I'm pretty sure, in Canadian basketball history and therefore the NBA, to play uh, all of their college basketball in Canada and then get drafted without coming to a uni- uh, United States university first. Interesting. Which would be interesting. I, you know, reports say he's scrappy and is good at coming up with rebounds for a guard, good secondary ball handler. This seems like too big of a project for the Clippers to take on. I got to agree. I think this... If I think, he's
0: not already like a, a, a true point, um, yeah. I think that kind of puts him a little bit out of the guard yeah. position for me. He doesn't have a lot
1: of shooting guards. And I think this is from Tankathon too. So they they were... It was kind of like a weird one. Um, and the competition in Canada, I don't want someone who's only played against Canadian competition. No disrespect to Canadian basketball players because they're great, but...
0: It's a little bit harder to evaluate in a year yeah. that's already very hard to evaluate.
1: Exactly. Um, Then we have Caleb Wesson Six-nine forward slash center from Ohio State, um, averaged 14.9 and two his last season for the Buckeyes. Played for three years, shot 43% on three and a half threes per game his last season, but around 73% from the line, which is kind of annoying. Um, most of his threes though did come from the catch and shoot variety. He averaged 1.22 points on catch and shoot possessions, which is pretty good. I don't, you know, I don't mind a guy who's good in motion, especially no. if Ty Lue's our coach for five years. Yeah, like. There's some chance for development. Again, we're trying to look ahead on this. This is no one who's going to contribute immediately. At all. Um, yeah. or at in, all. Or in
0: the yeah immediate foreseeable future.
1: Yeah. Uh, Peachtree Hoops says this of Wesson. Uh, his physicality rivals anyone in this draft class. Also calls him a throwback big man, which is something I kind of want to avoid unless they can pass. Um, best note on him, Wesson is a really good passer, especially out of the post. Usually feels when the double team comes. Can routinely hit the open outlet man with crisp passes to the shooting pocket. Even when used in the high poster at the elbows, he can often locate cutters and corner shooters for easy shot attempts. This allows him to be a mini playmaker by pulling the opponent's big man out of the paint to allow for teammates to get to the rim.
0: So I like that.
1: Yeah, I love if the shot is there, because you kind of have to have the threat of the shot to pull him out of the paint. I like that. I like that the passing sense is there.
0: Yeah, um, I guess my only concern would be this seems to be like the exact kind of guy that the Clippers would put in the G League and then we'd never really hear from him again. Exactly.
1: Um, also conditioning might be an issue. Um, passable, but not great pick and roll defender. No real second jump, which is something. Look, if you listen to locked on podcasts on the Clippers podcast, you know, we value second. jump. I love second. jump. I um, that's a great stat. Well, he also can... averaged four, four fouls a game. I
0: mean, that's a good sign. Uh, he's right there with feet. Yeah. We're going to have a great time.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Uh, of these three, which would you like?
0: Well, first, I just want to have one last thing on Caleb Wesson. A little bit confusing that his physicality rivals anyone in the draft, but the conditioning is a concern. Yeah,
1: it was kind of all over the place. <laughs> I was like, because like he weighed a bunch coming into his freshman year, and then he lost it and got into shape. Like, It seems like it's a bit of a fluctuation issue.
0: Of these kind of guys, I mean, I guess Sudoka is, is interesting to me. Um, hopefully they could get that passing up in the G League. Yeah. I like that he's actually got the size, so if we have to sign somebody for the second unit on a shorter-term tra- contract, and maybe he spends a year or two in the G League uh, and gets some sparse minutes, uh, you, know, you know, maybe he could contribute. Yeah.
1: I like Weston a little bit, if that passing could get developed, and once he gets on maybe an NBA regimen or something like that, that might be good. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm not crazy high on any of these guys. Um It's no the 57th pick. Yeah, no disrespect. Um, and then finally... Do we believe this report that uh, Kawhi Leonard was clamoring for a new point guard? I
0: don't know if Kawhi ever clamors.
1: I don't think it does either. Also him and Patrick Beverly worked out in San Diego but together.
0: I, I mean, so I do think he would be interested in having another um, primary ball handler. And the the thing is, is like the the really unfortunate thing about this postseason is just Pat was never at 100%. Um, very Yeah, very clearly. So I think that that was really difficult. And as we've said before, Landry is not a point guard um yeah and so he couldn't really take that on paul george's uh handle is nowhere near where we thought it would be yeah so i i mean if he did say this which i would believe i would be inclined to agree uh i just don't think
1: he was clamoring because if Kawhi really wanted it done pre the trade deadline it's getting done
0: yeah yeah that's fair. right
1: like the team makes moves and if Kawhi in his first year was like we need a new point guard it's hard for me it's to think done. that Ballmer wouldn't yeah. do that.
0: No, that's a good call. It's done.
1: Like, yeah, that's interesting. But, but I,
0: I just, do think that it, you know, this could come out of conversation of, I mean, I it had to be so taxing for him to be yeah, the primary ball handler for sure and do all that Kawhi does, and we saw that in that game seven. Um, yeah, not
1: that so he shouldn't have been clamoring, <sighs> maybe, but I just don't think he was doing it as hard as this report made it out to be. Yeah, it's also from Stephen A. Smith, so I imagine. I know this isn't how it went down, but I imagine Stephen A. Smith and Kawhi in a room together, and Stephen A. Smith is just going off, just talking a bunch, and Kawhi is just like, yeah, man, just every now and then. And I think that's where this report maybe came from. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> oh, man, anything or else? he just said something like, you know, some more ball handling could have helped. Yeah, exactly. And they are like, Kawhi threw a table through a window. Um, anything else in Shamings? Uh- no, that that does it. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Thank you so much for the questions, Clippers fans. We appreciate it. This was a lively Twitter Tuesday. Yeah, it was a good time. Also, if you have any draft prospects in that 57 spot that you want us to take a look at, you think other people should know about, we'll credit you. Get it on the pod, send it into Locked On Clips. Yeah, we'd love to know what you're thinking. Um, where, where can these people tell their friends to listen to us?
0: Uh, you can check us out on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also available on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher, we're on Deezer. You can tell your smart speaker to play Locked On Clippers. If you haven't already, please go ahead and subscribe. Leave a rating, or review. If you like what you're hearing, we'd love to know what you think. Absolutely. Yeah, just keep rocking with us. we still got Clippers dues five days a week. I'm very excited about this season. Uh, you know, we got the shakeup that we didn't think we were gonna get, and hey, you know, it's it's all uphill from here.
1: We're here. Uh, I'm gonna get my tie dye loose shirt. Uh, on Wednesday's episode, we're gonna have a what you say Wednesday poll, so look out for that on Twitter. Uh, maybe some more draft scuttlebutt, depending on what happens, and then of course whatever else happens. between now, and then in Clipperland, I have been positive, Chuck mockler
0: and I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.